You're hanging out After Hours with Matt Anderson, presented by Inside the Gamecocks. Welcome into the Late Night Gamecock Show. My name is Matt Anderson, and I am your host for all things Gamecocks After Dark. I am recording this episode on Monday, August 28th, and I am excited because it is officially Gamecock Football Weekend. We only get 12 or 13 of these weeks a year, so really excited to to kick off the season, excited to see what the Gamecocks have in store for us. If if this is your first time listening, um, we usually record this show on Mondays and Thursday nights. It's about 9 o'clock where I am here in South Carolina. So don't hold me accountable for anything that happens after 9 o'clock on on Monday, August 28th. But so excited to have you here with us tonight. Um, For those of you that don't know, you can reach out to the Late Night Gamecock Show at latenightgamecockshow at gmail.com. Or you can can find me on the Big Spur message boards under the username Matt Anderson. I am always available to take any questions you have um if you just want to have a, a conversation about something you don't have a question about like that's that's fair game really excited to connect with all of you and really excited for gamecock football it it seems like it's been a long time coming we only get about 13 of these weeks a year so i do think it's time to celebrate um gamecock football game game gamecock football this week is um well we have the privilege of college game day being in Charlotte when we kick off at I think 7:30 p.m. I think official kickoff 7:42. So really excited to have College Game Day in Charlotte. It's always a great opportunity for South Carolina to be in national news and the national media story. And and really thankful too that I found out today that Darius Rucker is going to be a part of the College Game Day entrance song this year. Um, obviously, Big and Rich have done a really good job with with College Game Day, and they've been kind of a staple on College Game Day. From what I've been told, it's going to be much more of a cover of the, you know, we're coming to your city. I'm not I'm not a singer, but um, really excited about that. Darius Rucker has always been a phenomenal ambassador to the University of South Carolina. I'd be shocked if he's not wearing Gamecock hats or Gamecock shirts when, he is, when he's doing this show. So excited for that. Um, some of you might remember that when Steve Spurrier first came to South Carolina, that was the first time Big and Rich ever performed their song for College Game Day. So kind of kind of apropos that the Gamecocks will have um, an alumni and a, a big-time Gamecock on the, new, on the new College Game Day song. So pretty, pretty pumped about that. Um, for those of you that didn't listen to the last episode, we went down – the entire offensive depth chart. We went through um, young guys, starters, folks that we think are going to be important contributors to South Carolina this year. So tonight we're going to do the defensive side of the ball. So I encourage you guys to go back and and listen to the last episode. A lot of good stuff there. Basically, I'm going to do the same thing tonight. I'm going to tell you about everything I've heard about every relevant defensive player that's going to be um, a part of the South Carolina Gamecock football team this year on offense and defense. But, you know, going forward, I want to, I, w- I kind of want to start out here by talking about um, Daniel Hill. So Daniel Hill is a kid that the Gamecocks have been after for a really long time. Uh, top two, top 24-7 guy. I'm um, going to play running back, hopefully at South Carolina. 
But I, I know that there's been a little bit of um, conversation about him. He, he was originally supposed to commit this past Wednesday, I believe, and he pushed his commitment back indefinitely. So not great, <laughs> not great when a kid pushes his um, commitment date indefinitely, don't know when he's going to commit. But I do want to tell everybody here that while it's, it's tough and the Gamecocks have kind of hit a skid here, some some stuff due to NIL, some stuff due to not NIL, but um, this is not an NIL conversation. This is strictly a conversation about really a, a dad and his son. Um, the son, Daniel Hill, he wants to commit to South Carolina. He was ready to commit to South Carolina on Wednesday. However, and I can't blame the dad here, but right now the dad has said, okay, well, Let's see what the Gamecock offense looks like. It's a brand new offensive coordinator. Are you sure you're ready to to commit to this school? So I don't think it's going to be Alabama at this point. Um, I don't know if Alabama is going to wait on him necessarily. But I know that he'll probably take some official visits to some other prominent schools, maybe a Tennessee, maybe a Mississippi State. I know that um, both those schools are confident they're going to get an official visit. But I would just encourage everybody – to just take a deep breath, not stress out about this. As long as the Gamecocks do what they're supposed to do on the football field this year, I do think that Daniel Hill will be a commitment to South Carolina at some point this season. So um, put me down on the records there. I, I do think that Daniel Hill is going to be a Gamecock. I just don't think the timing's right for him and his family. And, and he said as much when he had an article that was released, I think it was today, maybe on the Big Spur. Um, I got a couple questions about it, but... He's um, somebody that, that wants to be a Gamecock. I, I, I do think he's going to be a Gamecock. But right now, you just have to wait and see. And, and the Gamecocks have to do their part, too. I mean, I, we talked about this on a past episode. But, you know, the wide receivers, the running back recruits, the quarterback recruits. Quarterback recruiting is going very, very well. However, some of these skill position players need to know what the offense is going to look like. They need to know... Am I going to have the opportunity to score a lot of points at South Carolina? Am I going to get touchdowns? Am I going to get yards? What is the offense going to look like? So that's where things stand with Daniel Hill. Really excited for the opportunity for the Gamecocks to land him. I think that he would be a difference maker in year one. And the coaching staff has not given up on him at all. The coaching staff still recruiting him just as hard as they as they, as they have. And Daniel Hill still looks to be in good position for the Gamecocks, just maybe not as soon as we as we all wanted it as fans. Staying with running back really quick, I do want to tell you a little bit about Matthew Fuller. Uh, Matthew Fuller is a three-star running back commitment out of Georgia that um, South Carolina's had in the boat here for a couple months. Um, Matthew Fuller had a great first game of the season, and he put up video game numbers as we talked about, but um, he had another really impressive impressive game this past weekend. I think it was Friday night. But his team won 14-0 over Brooks County, and Fuller scored both touchdowns. He rushed for 261 yards. Um, For the season now, he has rushed 39 times for 552 yards and six touchdowns. So another another multi-touchdown game for Matthew Fuller. Really excited about that. I want to touch on some other guys that are are commitments right now. Uh, Four-star safety commitment, Kelvin Hunter out of West Florence. Um, Florence, South Carolina, you know, my hometown, my bitter rival, but still love everything Kelvin Hunter brings to the table. He actually got involved on the offensive side of the ball for West Florence on Friday night. He had um, 85 yards and a touchdown. 
rushing the ball, and he also had a 38-yard kickoff return. So West Florence won 28 nothing. It's always good to get kids that are a part of winning programs, and West Florence has been a winning program over the last couple of years. Um, and I'm getting all of this right here from Hale McGranahan from the Big Spur. He's done a really, really good job of keeping up with these guys' statistics, and it's just another plug for the Big Spur. These are the type of things that you're going to get much faster than than I can share with you necessarily every every couple days, you know, two times a week when I do this show. But Mason Love um, kicked a a fifty yard fifty yard game winning field goal to allow his team to get a victory over Rock Bridge. Love also punted, and um, there's some videos of you know his punting that you can find on Twitter if you're so inclined. But to get this information, you're gonna have to go to thebigspur.com and look for what Hale McGranahan's putting out there. Uh, David Bushy um, and his teammates from Savannah Christian cruised to another easy win on Thursday night. They won 56-14. Um, Bushy, who plays offense and defense for his um, high school team, had a, had two catches for 32 yards, and right now he has um, six catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns on the season. Linebacker, four-star Wendell Gregory, um, his team won 63-15 over Brookwood. Um, you can find highlights that are all over social media, but like I said, go on to Hale's article on the Big Spur, and you can find that. Um, uh, interesting and interestingly enough, um, five-star defensive end Dylan Stewart was ejected from his team's victory, which was a 19-6 win over Dunbar. Don't know a lot of the details there. Um Probably nothing to be worried about. Maybe a helmet-to-helmet type type hit, and we all know that Dylan Stewart brings the brings the wood every single time he he takes the field. Mazio Bennett had another good game with four catches for 90 yards. His team lost, but so far through two games, Mazio Bennett has nine catches for 223 yards and two touchdowns. So he's definitely getting the job done, and um, that that's really all that Hale has here. On thebigspur.com. I don't even think this is a. This was a VIP article, so you're not going to get a heck of a lot of these from me. Um, VIP articles on the Big Spur mean that you need to be a, a message board subscriber. So if you're somebody that wants to keep up with everything that's happening right now yeah, with the high school recruits, Hale has you covered, but you got to be a member of the Big Spur. So a little bit of a teaser there. I do quickly want to talk and look, guys, this one, this one might not be a very long episode. Had a long day. Probably need a little bit of sleep. <laughs> um, long weekend. Um, I was aerating my yard all weekend, doing a lot of mulch, and I think that the Saturday and Sunday caught up to me on Monday. So um, I don't know how long this episode will be, but I did want to give you um, an update on the depth chart that was released for for Saturday night against North Carolina. And for those of you who don't know, this is a 7:30 kickoff. It's going to be broadcasted on ABC. I think I've been told, like I said earlier, this is going to be a 7.42 p.m. kickoff. But on offense, you know, we're going to go through the two deep here. Um, a lot of the stuff you guys probably already know if you listened to the last episode, but I know that everyone doesn't listen to every every episode of the Late Night Gamecock show. So a little bit of recap here on offense, and then we'll, we'll dig into defense. But the starting wide receivers for South Carolina, according to the depth charter, Antoine Wells, Marion Brown, and Xavier Leggett. That should not come as a surprise to anybody that's been following Gamecock football through fall camp, through the summer. I will say that I'm really optimistic right now that Antoine Wells plays and, 
And for those of you who don't know, Antoine Wells, is, his nickname is Juice Wells. You probably know that. But um, last episode, I thought it was pretty close to 70-30. I'm probably a little bit more optimistic that um, it's a higher than 70% chance that Antoine Wells suits up against North Carolina. Um, on on offense and wide receiver, you also have Nicholas Harbour, Eddie Lewis, and Omega Blake on the two deep. Those are the second string guys. And I think it's a good sign to see Nicholas Harbour listed on the two deep. Um, it might be a little bit of gamesmanship from Shane Beamer, but I know that they were nursing a Nick Harbour um, upper body injury, but it looks like he's going to be ready to go. And any time that you see a Nick Harbour out there with the kind of speed he has, the defense is going to have to account for him. Eddie Lewis is another guy that's been banged up a little bit, but I think he's going to be ready to go, and he might actually – you know, get a look at pump returner, kickoff returner. He's a an electric guy that really knows what to do with the ball in his hands. And Omega Blake, Omega is just he's really he's really turned it on here lately. Um, don't want to spend too much on the offense, but I'm going to go through every every player so you guys know who's going to be potentially in the starting lineup Saturday night at left tackle. Um, this has kind of changed since our last episode, but. It says it's going to be, according to the depth chart, either Sidney Fugar or Jackson Hughes at left tackle. Um, Sidney Fugar was getting reps at right tackle, and I thought that's where he was going to end up, but he's really made impressive strides, So, and so is Jackson Hughes. So those two guys are going to be the folks that are, are manning left tackle. It's either going to be Kaysen Henry or Tyshawn Wanamaker, like we talked about last week. Um, I don't know who's going to start there. It's still a camp battle. Center of Vershawn Lee and, and Grayson Maines. I feel pretty confident it's going to be Vershawn Lee starting. Um, at guard, you're going to have Ja'Kai Moore and, and Nick Gargiulo. Gar, Gargiulo. Gargiulo. <laughs> I always am terrible at name pronunciations, as all of you know. But um, that look, those two guys look pretty locked in. I'd say that Vershawn Lee, Nick, and Ja'Kai are definitely going to be the interior of the offensive line. Um Trey Jones is just a utility guy. We've seen him catch passes out of out of his offensive line position, you know, playing tight end off the line before. Marky Anderson has a bright future ahead of him. And Grayson Maines does too. Grayson Maines is, is a nasty, nasty guy who can who can really mix it up. So we'll see what happens at tackle. Um, tackle is definitely my biggest worry right now for the Gamecocks. I think it's a blessing in disguise that Ja'Kai Moore is going to play guard. But um, Sydney Fugar, Jackson Hughes, two two transfers in. Um, Sydney Fugar is a little bit younger, um, probably a little more overall talented than Jackson Hughes, but Jackson Hughes has been a technician so far. And then we'll see what happens with Kaysen Henry or Tyshawn Wanamaker at right tackle. I think that either of those guys are going to be serviceable. Don't have to spend too much time at tight end. It's Trey Knox and Joshua Simon with um, Nick Elkness and Nick Oh, gosh. Wow. So Nick is just the backup tight end for both, according to what I'm reading right here on the Big Spur. Uh, Nick's a guy that transferred from Florida, has a little bit of Nate Atkins to him. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I, I feel really confident with Trey Knox and Joshua Simon. At quarterback, obviously, Spencer Rattler. Enough said there. Uh, Luke Doty is the second-string quarterback, and I anticipate him being the second-string quarterback for as long as the Gamecocks can get away with it. Um, Luke is a great kid, great player, can definitely keep the offense moving if something happened to Spencer. Um, and that's just a, an older kid that knows what to do, and I think it's the right move putting him at second string right now. 
DeCarion Joyner is going to start at running back for South Carolina. We've talked about this on past episodes. You can go back and listen, but he's kind of transformed his body. He's a kid that I'm really optimistic about this year, and I think he can do some good things. And then second string running back is Juju McDowell. No surprises there. He's going to have uh, a large impact on the Gamecocks this upcoming season. So, excuse me for coughing. Let's go to defense. Um, We're going to spend a little bit more time here on defense. Um, So at defensive end, you have Tyreek Johnson or JTS Gear or Terrell Dawkins. I'm I'm really optimistic right now that you see Jatius Gear actually listed on you know potential as starter. He's been working on working through an injury lately, but I've been told that he's a kid that can really do a lot of good things for South Carolina when it comes to getting to the pass rusher, or I'm sorry, getting to the quarterback as a pass rusher. Tyreek Johnson's a kid that I think that it might have just clicked for him. Uh, he he wasn't you know a huge huge recruit. Um, you know, he's a guy that's just worked hard and kind of been in and out of the doghouse of South Carolina. But, you know, to see him listed first on the depth chart, Tyreek Johnson or JTS Gear or Terrell Dawkins, um, big time stuff there for Tyreek. I have high hopes for him. I'm really not that worried about the defensive line overall. And that's that's been something that I haven't said in a long time for South Carolina. At defensive tackle, the two starters are going to be Tonka Hemingway and Alex Huntley. Alex Huntley is a guy that I don't think you've seen the best of yet. He's definitely flashed from time to time, but he's a kid that the Gamecock coaching staff absolutely loves. He's nimble on his feet. He's got power. He's got strength, and he can really can really work work through that offensive line and make it make a big push. Tonka Hemingway might be the most athletic guy on the defensive line, you know, pound for pound. I think that he has a little bit of Melvin Ingram in him just the way he's able to move and the way he's able to adapt. Tonka obviously went to SEC Media Days this year and and you know what a what a great interview. He's he's full of character and full of personality. Backing up Tonka, you have TJ Sanders and Nick Barrett. I'm pretty optimistic about TJ Sanders this year. Everybody that I've talked to inside the Gamecock Athletics um, insider, you know, whatever you want to call us insider click has heard good things about TJ Sanders. He could be the surprise player this year. And if you remember going back a couple of years, LSU was famous for having 10 to 12 defensive linemen. That they could, they could rotate through and, and, and work through and, and keep everybody fresh. And I think between, you know, especially a defensive tackle, Tonka Hemingway, TJ Sanders, Alex Huntley, and then Nick Barrett, who's also been a promising guy so far in summer and spring and a guy that, you know, he's having some things click for him. I really like the defensive tackle position for South Carolina. I think that I think the Gamecocks are gonna lean on the defense a little bit this year, but the offense is definitely gonna be what you know what stirs the drink. But um, between those guys and we haven't talked about Jordan Strong, Brian Thomas Jr., or Desmond Umaluza I'm not even gonna do that that last name, guys. You know who I'm talking about, Des. Um Jordan Jordan Strong might be nursing a little bit of an injury. I've heard some rumors about that, but um, he's listed an outside linebacker for the defense, and he's a guy that can just straight up get after the the quarterback. So we'll see what happens with Jordan Strong. I think he's probably going to play. you got to remember he's still coming off a torn ACL. 
Um, tore his ACL against Arkansas last year. Same with Muhammad Kaba, who we're going to talk about a little bit later. But I, I think that he, he's 100%. I don't know. I don't really know why they're doing the or here. Um, Brian Thomas Jr. is a kid that's had a really good summer, really good fall camp. The coaches were high on him coming out of the season last year. And then Desmond Des is a guy that's just a freshman, long, athletic. Going to remind you a little bit of um, Devin Taylor with probably a little bit better pass rush, but just a long guy that gets his arms up in the passing lane. And really excited about about the defensive line this year. I think that South Carolina, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guys that the Gamecocks feel comfortable with. Um, and when we say outside linebacker for Jordan Strong, I mean it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, eh, like a hybrid hybrid defense that's not really going to be lined up in the four three the three four. Um, you know, think back to some of those Spurrier days when they had some unique defenses. I think that's what's going to look like. But I think that the outside linebacker there, Jordan Strong, Brian Thomas, Desmond, are going to have their hand in the dirt a good bit. At middle linebacker, you have Stone Blanton, and at the will linebacker, you have Debo Williams. Stone is a kid that has always, always had potential. There is a reason he was a, a big-time recruit. He kind of had to lose some baby fat. He had to figure out what it was like to play in the SEC, and he had to get stronger, faster, all of that. And he's definitely done that. Um, I have no problem at all with Stone Blanton as our middle linebacker. Debo Williams is a guy that gets a little aggressive at times. He um, he kind of goes for the big play, and sometimes he gets himself out of position, but that's been something that's been a point of emphasis for Debo, and I think the coaches are trying to rein him in while also taking advantage of his pure athleticism, his drive, his will, his will to beat somebody. And I don't know if you guys remember – you know, some of those old movies like The Waterboy, like, you know, The Waterboy with Adam Sandler, you really had to kind of contain his aggression. And that's what that's what Diva Williams brings to the table. Grayson Howard is listed as the backup middle linebacker. Um, Pup Howard, the mayor, um, he's a kid that has a really, really bright future. There's nobody there's nobody in the linebacking room, linebacker room that looks like Pup Howard physically. Um, he might take some time to adapt to SEC football, but he's a kid that I think, you know, no disrespect to Stone Blanton and no disrespect to Pup Howard, but that's going to be a, a competition for the next couple of years. And I think both of them have all SEC potential. I think that if, if you know, Stone wasn't here, I think you would see Grayson starting at middle linebacker to start the season. I think he'd be a freshman All-American. I'm, I'm that high on Grayson Howard. Um, Pup Power, just a, he's a dude, and I'm excited that he's in the Garnet and Black. At Will Linebacker, like we talked about, Debo Williams is the starter, and Mohamed Kaba, Kaba is actually going to be the backup. This is a situation where Debo Williams is very, very serviceable, and he has, he has things you can't teach, but at the same time, I think Mohamed Kaba has more just raw athleticism, raw ability, more ability to go sideline to sideline, which you really need from your will linebacker position. I think it's going to take Mohamed Kaba a little bit of time to to get up to speed with where he was in the past. And, you know, this is a kid that, and same thing with Jordan Strong, they've had multiple ACL injuries. And, you know, trusting that knee, even though they've been through it before, I just, I need to see Mohamed Kaba play. I need him to start playing football and stop thinking. He's thinking 
a little bit more than he probably should at this point in time, which is understandable with this injury. But I think for the Gamecocks to be to be in the best position possible, I think Mojave Kaba needs to take that take that job from Debo Williams. And no disrespect to Debo, I would take ten Debo's on my team every every single year. So moving on to the secondary, you have at the nickel position Keenan Nelson Jr. backed up by David Spalding. At cornerback, O'Donnell Fortune, backed up by Judge Collier. Um, the other cornerback position, Marcellus Dial, backed up by Emery Floyd. Strong safety and free safety, you already know. You got Nick Imanwari and free safety, DQ Smith. I'm going to start with the starters here because I think that's just where you need to need to go here. I am I'm very cautiously optimistic at the moment about the secondary. I, I know that... Inside the building, they think O'Donnell Fortune and Marcellus Dial at, at cornerback have the opportunity to be high-round draft picks. They think they're NFL guys, and I'm really happy for those guys, especially because they've kind of had to wait behind some NFL guys and Darius Rush and and Cam Smith and some other guys, and they're they're doing a really good job. Um, they both compete. They're both wiry, long. They got the ability to knock down passes. And I know for a fact that Spencer Rattler has been very thankful that he has those two guys to compete against every single, every single day in practice at nickel. Keenan Nelson jr. He was a, he performed very admirably against Notre Dame in the bowl game. He's a former high four-star player, a kid that knows how to play football. Um, Just really lucky to have him at nickel. And then safeties when you have Imanwari and you have DQ Smith, um, as as Coach Clayton White said, there might not be a better a better duo in the country at the safety position. So uh, Nick's probably got to get a little bit better against the pass still, but you know he's just such an intimidating presence. And DQ just seems to be in the right place at the right time all the time. And Gamecocks are really fortunate to have those guys in the secondary. <clears throat> like I said earlier, I think that the secondary is going to be a strength for the defense. It's a lot of names that a lot of people around the country might not know right now, but I'm just telling you they're they're really really good. Looking at the depth chart there, uh, you do have David Spalding um, backing up Keenan Nelson Jr. at the nickel, and David Spalding, if not a spectacular player, is a serviceable player. I don't know how much of a drop off there would be if David Spalding was called into action, and he was a guy that that Keenan Nelson Jr. had to really battle with in the fall and and through the scrimmages to, to, um, to earn that job. When I talk about Keenan, you know, holding off David Spalding. David Spalding's had some good moments in a Gamecock uniform, and I think it says a lot that Keenan Nelson, you know, beat him out. At cornerback, you got Judge Collier and Emery Floyd. Judge Collier's made a big, big impact on the secondary. He's a young kid that that knows how to play football, and the coaches are really, really excited about his future. I can say the same thing about Emory Floyd, um, just a kid that that knows how to play football. Jalen Kilgore is going to back up DQ Smith at free safety, and I think that's just uh, that's just an opportunity to put a playmaker on the field. Um, if DQ has to get spelled, I, I think that Jalen Jalen Kilgore. If he didn't have DQ Smith and Nick Imanwara ahead of him, would be another All-American. So between Pup Howard and Jalen Kilgore, you got two guys that 
I mean, should have been five stars in my book, just based on everything that I've heard about them, everything that's been, you know, kind of relayed to me. South Carolina thinks that they got two of the best defensive defensive talents in the country last year in that recruiting recruiting class. And then at strong safety, um, backing up Nick, you have King Demonion Ford. I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about him. Not a guy that I've paid much attention to. Um, congratulations to him for earning a scholarship. Um, to be on the two deep and a scholarship player, he's no longer a walk-on. So congratulations to him. Um, I, I just don't know much about him. I'm sorry. I wish I could tell you guys more. Um, the specialist shouldn't come as um, too big of a surprise here. At place kicker, you have Mitch Jeter. Obviously a kid that was just rock solid last year. Kai Kroger outside of a handful of punts. Is probably the best punter in the country. Um, Gamecock coaching staff feels like they might have the best special teams unit at punter and place kicker in the country. So excited about them. Uh, long snapper is going to be Hunter Rogers, and the holder on um, field goals is going to be Kai Kroger. So not much different than last year there. Um, anytime you can have continuity on special teams, it, it makes a big deal. And people sometimes don't remember how much special teams matter on a play-by-play basis. And, you know, the holder getting that hold down for a kicker perfect every single time can make all the difference. I mean, just think about Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and and how much that guy's life got ruined <laughs> by a, a holder not putting the ball down correctly. Kickoff returner, um, not surprised here. I kind of told you guys that Xavier Leggett had the inside track there. Uh, Xavier's obviously shown the ability in the past to take one all the way to the house, even with only one shoe on. And then DeCaron Joyner will probably be back there as well. He's just a guy that's been there before, knows what it's like, knows how to get the positive yards and, and find the crease if it's there. And I think that will help to carry on um, when he is playing running back as well to be able to see the lanes. Um, so, or you have Juju McDowell back there. And, and this is just South Carolina getting some of their most electric trustworthy players you know taking kickoffs and and making smart decisions back there on when you need to take the touchback when you need to run it out and, and what you can get um, punt returner is going to be a marion brown and then backed up by eddie lewis we kind of talked about this earlier but marion brown's a guy that has a lot of confidence right now he's playing really really well and you to get him back there and let him play instead of think things can be huge for him and then eddie lewis Solid, sure-handed guy. He's returned punts his entire career in college. He can, he's more than serviceable. Um, and look, you know, I can't say that once Eddie Lewis gets fully healthy, he might not take that job over, depending on what the offense needs from Marion Brown and and keeping him healthy. But that's that's going to kind of do it tonight. I told you guys it might be a little bit of a shorter episode. You know, we're going on 31 minutes now, so not the longest episode in the world. I'm really excited for football to start next next episode on Thursday. We'll we'll do a, a South Carolina North Carolina preview. I'll I'll run through some other some other games of the first week of the, or week one, not week zero, but week one of the season. That I'm excited about watching and 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 paying close attention to. I might throw out some of my gambling picks. I do like to throw a couple dollars on um, college football and NFL and. And if, if gambling is not your thing, that's totally fine. I always recommend that don't gamble more than you can lose and you know, make sure that it's fun for you and just adds a little bit of 
of excitement to a game. Don't you know? Don't don't bet the mortgage, <laughs> or don't bet your kids' um, college tuition, anything like that. But excited for college football to kick off. We'll we'll do a, a North Carolina South Carolina breakdown. Any news and notes that happen in between, you can you can always find them here. And and I'll probably go ahead and go on record with my Gamecock season predictions. We talked about that for a couple couple weeks now. I think I'm finally ready to give my predictions. So it'll probably be a um, North Carolina South Carolina predictions that kind of episode. So kind of kind of nervous to to go on the record and. And put something out there that's that's there forever. But always want to give you my opinion on stuff and anything that that you disagree with. Let me know anything you agree with. Definitely let me know that because it makes me feel good that I'm hanging out with smart people. But I'm always here for you. Again, you can reach me at late night gamecock show at gmail.com. You can find me on the Big Spur message board message boards at um, under the username Matt Anderson and. Just holler at me for anything anything you want to talk about. I'm, I'm always down to talk Gamecock sports. Always excited to talk about college football in general. Um, I will say if you have any NFL fantasy football stuff you want to hear about or you want to thread on the Big Spur, let me know. I'm, I, I eat, sleep, and breathe um, fantasy football when it comes to NFL. It's um, one of my favorite, favorite hobbies. But that's all the time we have for tonight. I thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for giving giving me the most valuable thing you have, which is your time. And we will talk to you on Thursday. Have a good night. Bye.